and welcome to We Hate Movies on Screen for Captain Marvel. Uh, this is a very special episode. Special because this is the first and likely only time Andrew Jupin will not be on this program. Uh, so I am your host, Stephen Sadek. I am joined only by Chris Cabin and only by Eric Siska. Yeah, that's right, because uh, this is Eric Siska talking, just letting everyone know that Andrew was protesting the film. And... <laughs> yes, he yeah, was outside he's... my uh, house earlier today with a picket sign. <laughs> You're going to no. see that stupid lady movie. No, 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 of course, he, Andrew. He's uh... away on business, so we are filling in. Yeah, uh, uh, because that's what we're, we got. So many like little tweets about like, oh my god, when are you guys going to do Captain Marvel? You got to do Captain Marvel. So we're doing Captain Marvel. We want to wait. You know, this is we we want to be on the cutting edge here. I think this is going to be the cutting edge. You think? <laughs> I yeah. think this might actually be the cutting edge. And or the last episode of the show. Period. Right. I think we now, might not. I, I want to let people likely. know up front because I think we ran into some of this with our last Jedi episode. These on-screen episodes are. Kind of like not a perfect introduction to what our show is necessarily. We're just talking about usually a movie that we kind of like. So if you're looking like, we hate movies, Captain Marvel, and you're coming in there with some aggressive energy, just so you know, <laughs> that's not what this is. And um, if you want us to really shit on a movie, check out um, a, a numbered episode, like episode 400 on The Love Guru, for instance. Well, well I, I will say that I listen to all of my podcasts uh, very aggressively. <laughs> I'm an aggressive listener, as everybody knows. I've been very open about this. Yeah, yeah Chris just sits uh, in a room listening to podcasts like, Get to it! And you don't know what he's trying to get to, but he wants mm -hmm. somebody to get to something. I do it the most during meditation apps. Uh, in any event, uh, Captain Marvel uh, came out this weekend, this last weekend. Uh, it, it's, it's destroying the box office, as all these Marvel movies do. Uh, what did we think, generally, of the film Captain Marvel starring Brie Larson? Um, I guess I'll go first. Uh, I think it's fine. Uh, okay. I think it's, uh, I think Brie Larson is incredible. I think it's not much of a movie if you take her out of it. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I this is perfectly fine mid-range Marvel to me. Well, objection there, Chris, because you take Brie Larson out of this and we got Ben Mendelsohn's wild ride across the galaxy. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. still good. Yeah, and that's still a, good. Uh, I don't know if it's a movie, but yeah, I mean, I, I think that I, I think I liked it more than you, but I don't think it's the best Marvel movie ever or anything like that. I think it's you know that, and it's almost unfair because Black Panther just totally owns that spot and will forever now. Like, so it's kind of hard in a post Black Panther world to be like, oh, it was just a super fun, uh, competent light superhero movie that's all these movies should be. I think exactly. I mean, that's that's exactly. I you know, it's like. That's what they're going for, and they got there. And I, I did like the movie. I didn't. Um, I don't think it's the best either. But again, like you said, like after Black Panther and so on and so forth. And there's 23 of these, and I'm not a huge. Is there 23 now? Am I? Is that no, you right? You think of 23 and Sounds me? Sounds about right. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think it's... I, I, it turns out I'm part scroll. <laughs> oh man, I, I wish should... I was part scroll. I would really like it if it just you're going to need a 23 and me uh, eventually to figure out the funding that goes into these movies. <laughs> it's all across yeah, you're right. It's all across like um, it knows no boundaries, right? Yeah. It goes to different um, national borders. Yeah, I think I think this movie is super fun. I think Brie Larson is 
tremendous in it and she gets both side all sides of the character like you know she, she could be funny she could be emotionally moved she could be tough like and she does all that really effortlessly yeah it's and, and she's the first best actress or even best actor to be the lead of one of these movies right yeah that sounds right yeah i think that's probably right and i think that that kind of shows i mean not that those awards mean everything but like i think that she's got gravitas and really owns it um and i think i also loved nick fury i thought he was i thought giving sam jackson some meat on a bone for one of these movies was a really good choice yeah i agree with that i i really liked their dynamic and then going into the 1990s and having all that you know the comedy misadventures of just having nostalgia around i enjoyed like an like an like an idiot i just ate it up because i remember Seeing Sam Jackson movies in the nineties. So yeah. it was a lot of fun. But I also enjoyed how we we go into like it's not like the suit it's not I mean the stakes are super, but like we get instead of humongous set pieces where two CGI gleep glops fight each other, we got stuff where it's like Sam Jackson breaking out of a underground uh you know military facility and it kind of felt a little x-filesy to me and i I thought it was really cool well i'll I'll say i think the 90s setting uh gives it kind of a it's a two uh double-edged sword in a way because i think it the the charm of the movie is that it does feel like kind of a shane black-esque two you know two opposites working together to get a case done Mm-hmm. Um, but like, I felt like a lot of the musical cues kind of didn't fit weirdly. Oh, really? I kind yeah. of like, disagree with you. I, I love, and I thought the music was really good. I want to make that clear. I just kind of felt like some of them, they were like, eh, it's quiet here. We should just put a music here. I, you know, I, I kind of, I mean like the weird thing about the nineties stuff and why uh, this, I mean, like, I do think that the acting's really good. I think that the direction's probably not the best. I, I, I wouldn't be terribly upset if they got a different team or a different director for the next movie. But um, in terms of the music, I, it's hard for me because like Eric, I was such a rube for all that stuff. And maybe that that's just me being like, oh, I love the nineties. But every time it happened, I did, I, despite myself was like, I love, I do love the '90s here, and similarly with that cat. That cat looks a lot like my cat, so every time that cat's on on screen, I'm like, "Oh my god, it's my cat!" So it's kind <laughs> of, uh, but I, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I, I thought the uh, what what musical cues specifically do you think didn't like, work? I, I mean, I was talking to my wife about this, at, like the um, "I'm just a girl" at the end. Mm. Like, it's good and it's a good cue. However, like, there's no effort to like match the what's going on on screen with the turns of the song I buy like that. maybe baby driver just ruined me for all this but yeah uh I, I felt something similar uh with the come as you are cue when they're in the little uh, nether space i li- i like both of those i actually thought the come as you are was probably like i'm just a girl is obviously like that song you needed to have in this movie yeah. not not cynically like it's just it is it's exactly what the movie is. And I thought sort of come as you are was also that like in terms of, I, I do agree. There's not a lot of matching. Like we're hitting the beat. Like when, when the song kicks in, we're kicking somebody in the face or something. But like, I think just like the lyrics and the mood of both of those songs and both of those moments kind of worked for me. Yeah. I thought the come as you are went pretty well with the scene, but um, I will say about the music, one thing that's unforgivable about <laughs> it 
Um, so she's wearing a Nine Inch Nails shirt, and we don't get any Nine Inch Nails in yeah. the movie. Yeah. I was kind of shocked by that. <laughs> yeah. You think, I bet your Reznor refused. Yeah, that sounds right. But then, I mean, it, then we're just buying his T-shirt? Yeah. Does Reznor have to sign off on T-shirts or no? He's selling no the T-shirts. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> have you gone to his Etsy shop yet? <laughs> oh, it's so, so Reznor, they were like, all right, Trent, we want to give you... Uh, two, uh, you know, six hundred thousand dollars to play uh, 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 a, a nine-inch nail song, which I can't think of because I'm an idiot. Uh, and he's like, "No, but you could buy a T-shirt at full price." And they're like, all right, so thirty dollars for a T-shirt. Man, I mean, if if we're gonna be true to the the whole like '90s, what was the biggest nine-inch nail song was closer, and that would really not fit the film. Yeah, I think that's yeah. also probably part of it, right? Like, you know, who wants to fuck anybody like an animal. Yeah, I mean, they could have, you know, they. I mean, they could. I guess they could have forced one in, like reptile or eraser <laughs> or something. But anyway, I guess I, it just didn't work I, out. I think it should have opened with Mister Self Destruct. <laughs> that would have been amazing. <laughs> Uh, but you, know, you could use with the supreme intelligence, bow down before the one you serve. That kind of works, sort of, right? Yeah, yeah not bad. I, I actually liked, I, in terms of like the sort of sexuality, uh, I like that there's no male romantic lead in this. It's just sort of her figuring her shit out. And, like, you know, Jude Law is obviously that, but he's also, it's not really romantic. It's just, like, your boss that you really like that you wind up not liking. Right. It's like the the cute guy at the office that yes. turns out to be a piece of shit because he still works at the office. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, I thought Jude Law was really good in this movie and it was nice to see him, uh, I guess, in the MCU. And like I'm watching this movie and I had no idea what the Cree were until Ronan the Accuser shows up in the movie. And I'm like, wait, what? Uh, this is the same alien species as... The Guardians yeah. of the Galaxy. Um. They could have done a better job of laying that groundwork a little bit. They really, the beginning of this movie is really kind of staccato and weird, and Rush. I think it's it's kind of that's part of what they're doing. Is like right. she's thrust into the action. You, you don't really know where she's coming from, who she is, and that she doesn't know that either. So you're kind of mirroring that, but it is sort of like who are the Cree, etc. Like yeah, I mean I I knew the Cree because I'm a resident comic book expert, etc. But like I was. When Ronan showed up, I was like, oh, yeah, that's right. Ronan was Cree. We've seen the Cree before, as opposed to, like, they're a brand new thing. Uh, did he say, did Ronan uh, say anything about being Cree in the Guardians movies? Because that, yes. then I would just yeah. be like, if I had remembered that, and I don't remember this shit, but if I had remembered that, I'd be like, oh, well, then, okay, they're just all evil. Yeah, I'm 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 like the one person that actually really liked Ronan the Accuser <laughs> in in um, Guardians. So after we saw uh, Captain Marvel, I went home and I rewatched Guardians one, and it's good, <laughs> but I don't under you know you you don't really have any sense of the Cree in that movie either. Besides, they have this like su- they 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 think they're superior and they kind of want to take over other planets. Yep. Am I wrong though in that? And I, I, it's been like a year or two since I've seen Guardians One. Right before I watched Guardians Two, which I do think is better. Uh, but is it? Isn't there like an Israel Palestine esque kind of thing with the Cree in that movie where we're kind of they're imperialistic and like they're, and and I think that they kind of carry that over here, right? Am I nuts? Yeah, they're kind of constant combat with Xander. Is it not Xander? <laughs> like it's a person, but Xander it's Xander Berkeley. <laughs> Some planet named like Xander or Z- I think it's Xandar. 
Xandar, thank you. But like it, it it's like this this war with their neighbor, so it sounds kind of like the Israel Palestine you were th- you were thinking of. But all the authority figures of Cree in Guardians One are blue guys. Yes. Um, I think there is still um, man, he was in Captain Marvel as well with um, Jude Law, Dominic Hansu. Oh yeah, 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 uh, yeah. Jaman Hansu. Yes. Yes. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. As Korath, so he he's in Guardians One, and he's also in this because he was working with Ronan in Guardians One, and but still, you never see anything of the Kree besides. Hanzu, um, yeah, and and Ronan, and even our- and and like one other blue guy on the TV. <laughs> now in the in, the, I I almost have a hard time believing that Ronan, someone like that, like this fanatical guy, would take orders from a computer god. And does everyone who's Cree, I guess, talk to the computer god? That I don't know. I'm I'm not so much into the Marvel, uh, what you call that there, the cosmic universe stuff, but like. I, I mean, like, yeah, it, it is kind of. Wasn't he in that first one in that first Guardians, kind of going against the grain, like, kind of being a bit of a, a you know, a, a rogue agent, or no? Is he acting uh, well? Kind of a little bit. It sounded like the like the government kind of was was still hated Xander Berkeley <laughs> and and was kind of almost okay with what he was doing, but not, I don't think they were actually signing off on it. They probably hated him because he kept always saying, come on, shut up, you stupid piece of shit. (laughs) (laughs) Over and over again. Oh my God. How does the whole planet drink milk from the cart? (laughs) Just doesn't make sense. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. I I liked, but I agree with you. Like, so the beginning of this movie is very much like, who are the Kree? What's going on? And then, like, yeah, when Ronan shows up, it's kind of bizarre. But I do, I, I it, it's weird the the flack this movie is getting for the military stuff. I find kind of odd, and uh, like we're we're kind of picking and choosing our battles in weird ways there. I mean, I think the I I think it is for the most part. The only thing I think is that when she does take it from the girl's shirt, yes, specifically, I'm like. That is almost Man of Steel level bad. Yeah, but like, but I mean, all these movies do that though, one way or another. Like the Iron Man movies have that, the Avengers movie have that. I, the, and I she, don't know if there, but I, I'm sorry, but I really don't know if there is another movie that lo- looks directly at the military and says, "Yes, that's what I am." Uh, Captain America. Yes. Does he do that? Yeah, he, I mean, that's the first movie, right? I mean, but, he's he's like it becomes their identity, and it's also. As um, I guess Brie, Lar- Brie Larson's character, uh, uh, Carol Danvers, yes. is that right? Yeah, she was like a pilot, and that, and and I guess the, the her identity is wrapped up with the U.S. military. Sure. So when she's getting it back, I guess that's uh, an easy th- touchstone. Which is, I mean, is I'm- straight from the comics as well. It's not something this movie kind of invented. She is an Air Force pilot, etc. And like, and I mean, look again, like I'm not. I'm not saying one way or another. I just sort of I, I, I didn't really first of all, I, I missed that scene because Alamo Draft House has fucking terrible bathrooms and uh. I don't know why they have like three fucking toilets for eight theaters. It's nuts. Were Could you be lost? because they're a bad show. Yeah, well, no, because I no, I just was online for like I, I was like, I'm gonna run oh. and take a piss and some other movie got out and I wound up being online for like six minutes and I missed that oh, chunk. That's terrible. It was it was terrible, Eric. Thank you. It was really bad. <laughs> <laughs> no, but seriously, that does suck. 
But um, I think the thing is with all these movies, and it's not just comic book movies, but like macho movies, like action movies or whatever, like everything is derived basically from the military or some type of fascist line of thought where you smash things and you have a glistening bomb. Yeah. I, I I agree with that. I think so. I think it's kind of weird that it's this movie's getting so much flack for it. I, I do get it. I do understand it. Like if you're like you know fuck the military or all or fuck militaristic propaganda, good on you. But then you shouldn't watch any of these movies. Well, I mean, you have to get that. It's like the anti SJW argument. I guess. Yeah, that's true. And they just take it up as that. But like, I mean, yeah, it, it is a minor quibble. I always it just got irked by it. I was just like. You could have done that a little more subtly. You didn't have to directly do that. I buy that. But, um, I mean, what I really like about this movie is the cast. I think, like, it does so well uh, bringing these people together and having fun with them. Like, And actually, I'll say, for the first time ever, uh, the de-ageifying did not bother me. Yeah, I agree with that. I was, I, I kind of just forgot about it. I mean, like, I knew that it wasn't Sam Jackson in 1995, because like Eric said, I've seen Sam Jackson in 1995. But at the same time, I just sort of like, it didn't look weird. They, they did less of it, where it like looked okay. Well, because they got him at like, uh, I think he said that he, he thinks that it was the negotiator that they used. Oh, that makes sense. And that, that makes total sense, but I would have loved it if they like used like Goodfellas era. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think his body's ever. Stacks. Yeah, I don't think his body's getting back to Goodfellas era. And you know, it's also Sam Jackson's also like what, like seventy years old now, yeah. but he still looks really good. Yes. You know, he doesn't look like an you know a febile old man the way like De Niro does, and who the hell knows what the Irishman <laughs> de aging will be like. But I don't. I mean, I think it's just going to work better on Sam Jackson than than most other iconic actors it'll be funny if since they're using the negotiator uh in one scene they accidentally graft paul giamatti's face on brie larson (laughs) (laughs) and you just get her hang up handcuffed to a a desk (laughs) i don't know how you're gonna get out of this one (laughs) wasn't kevin spacey in that movie he is yeah they gotta gotta put a graph on that face (laughs) then re-release that just do the cr- we, yeah, we uh, we uh, de-ageified Kevin for the uh, 4K release of the Negotiator. It's uh, well, honestly, it's just Chris Hemsworth. <laughs> we just we just made the movie again with Chris Hemsworth. We we had to get. Or rid you of him. just like blur his face for going forward. It's just it's like you just don't have the rights to his face anymore, so you just blur it. Give uh, give him the blank mask from Dick Tracy. Yes, and he talks like the blank too. Oh, you know they should do that for the set for uh, seven because it would be even more chilling than. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, what do we think of Ben Mendelsohn? I mean, I, I have an idea what we think of Ben. But... Oh, love him, love him. I, I mean, it's hard not to. It's it's weird because like I'm always used to him doing like the same role in every movie. Yeah. And, but uh, this was a little different. And I, I actually it. I did too. I actually think that they they're smart in casting him for this because you think he's just going to be exactly the same imperious bad guy, but he's, you know, got a heart of gold and he's got his family and the whole thing. And we're doing, we're doing that thing instead, which I, I like that twist. And I really like the kind of not so subtle, like, you know, the Cree call these people terrorists, but actually, you know, they, they have their own stuff going on and they, you know, they just want to survive kind of a thing. 
Well, I mean, they get, they do a good job of like giving you a little bit of what you expect with Mendelssohn because of him as a human in the government. Yes. Like when when they look at the uh, the scroll dick, um, <laughs> that like that stuff like that. Like you get a little taste of what you were expecting, and then to have it come back as the main. Does uh, I forget his specific name? It's just the main scroll. Uh, I think it's t- Talos. 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 Um, like yeah, it. it, it I always like Ben Mendelsohn when he's warmer mm. and like weirdly like empathetic. Like he had a really good uh, role uh, in Girls as um, as a father of I think uh, I forget which character, um, but he it, it was a similar thing where you could see both sides of it, and I think that really gives him a lot to work with. I buy that. Did it? Did anyone see Mississippi Grind? I did. I not. did. How, it, it, how is that? He is incredible. And that, that is another thing that it was also Fleck and Bowden who did that. Right. Same uh, directors as this film. Yes. And like you could tell that he has a relationship with them because he does really have that same charisma. And that in, in Mississippi Grind, he like outshines Ryan Reynolds, who is just a charm machine. Yeah. I buy that. Uh, so I, I, I think they knew what to give him. So in back to the scroll dick, which we have to go back to. Oh, sure, please, yeah. yes. Well, I like that there's an alien autopsy in this movie, another little 90s thing. Absolutely. Kind of. Uh, and he also lo- – so they both look at the scroll dick, and, like, you know, oh, yeah. uh, Sam Jackson is, like, doing it because he's genuinely curious. And I think that like, Ben Mendelsohn's trying to pretend to be genuinely curious, and then he does that weird little right. moment of, like – I'm so, so sorry, my brother. I'll see you on the other side in the infinite or whatever. I want him to like add also like, sorry for looking at your dick, dude. My my, you know, just I'm just trying to blend in here. You know, it it was part of Absolutely. the role. You got- I kind of wanted him to like, like be disgusted. Like the minute <laughs> Sam Jackson, he just vomits everywhere, and he's like, how could they do that to you, <laughs> my brother? <laughs> How could they do that? No, enough with this ruse. I'm taking your body out of here. It's not worth it anymore. Not even saving the universe is worth it. That would be beautiful. That would be a beautiful film. And the rest of it's just him trying to find the right place to bury him. It's like Gary. (laughs) Yeah, and then the Skrulls have to, like, find another planet. Like, we definitely can't settle on Earth or Terran or C-54 or whatever this place is called because they're fucking dick hungry here. <laughs> they're cutting dicks open and they're looking at him! <laughs> I, he, he looked directly at his scrick and laughed. <laughs> scrick. <laughs> oh, yeah, touch my scrick. Oh, yeah, we got <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I mean, so I, I really, I, I think the action isn't great in this movie. That That's a slight to it, I think. But I do love, like we've kind of said a couple times, is like the big ending set piece is her versus law. And he tries to do that thing where he's like, you know, uh, you know, don't you don't have to use your stupid superpowers? Fight me, like you know, without them. Or if not, you're you know you you know you're you're worthless or whatever. And she just says, "Fuck you! I don't know you anything." And it's a, it's a really kind of yeah. It's a really pointed and poignant kind of ending for this movie specifically. I think. Yeah, I think it was great uh, to to shove his bullshit back in his face, but. Um, she does fly. She she basically towards the end of the film gains like I guess it's equivalent to like Superman type of power. Yeah, I think so. Uh, okay, yeah, I didn't know if you knew the character. Oh no, but like in, in terms of strength, yeah, like I think in the, all she could do in the in the beginning of the film is just use her hand blast, but she's got this inhibitor thing on her, 
once that goes, she can like if she has like super strength, she has like super yeah, she can do everything almost. It, it's, it's like right, Superman takes, light. She takes down like that uh, one of those Kree warships, and um, Ronan has to has to run with his tail between his legs. I kind of wish there was a bigger confrontation there. Yeah. Um, it didn't didn't have to be like a twenty minute fight sequence or anything like that, but I don't know dialogue something. But um, by and large, I know I, I understand the um, the criticism with the action in this movie, but I kind of don't care yep. almost because like I've seen so many of these movies, and every single one of them usually ends in more or less the same fashion, where you know you got. The big green one is fighting the big orange one, or what? Whatever you know, yeah. it kind of becomes a blur for me. But, but uh, I, I totally buy that because yeah, it's not it's not like oh, and then we have to we have to shut down the power converter before the world is ended, and we have to run around and do that for an hour and a half while we right. I, smash our action I, figures yeah. together. Which I, I I would rather just have the fight on the subway. Yes. like it's really restrained, and like by the time we get towards the end conflict, I guess you know she's got the superpower that is so powerful that why why even bother having that huge orchestrated fight? Yeah, totally. Well, I get I guess that's kind of where uh, my issues come in. Is that it's the same? I guess it's the same thing for all these movies. Is that you're right in that like I'm much more interested in her relationship with uh, her old pilot uh, that she worked with. Yes, uh, I forget Maria Rambo um, as a character. Yeah, yeah, Rambo um, with her and with Jackson and like if you had just literally taken out most of the action other than stuff like the subway ride i'd be much happier but it kind of has to play the game yeah yeah like all these movies it has to like be half a movie i do not care about at (laughs) all uh, and half a movie that i really like well at least it it, didn't play the game so much where it's like and now we have to go to korea for a little while (laughs) which most of these movies do now because that's where the money comes from uh i uh what do we think of the Stan Lee cameo, by the way? I liked it a lot, which is I didn't expect yes. it. And um, just him reading the script to Mallrats, <laughs> I thought was just such a 90s touch. That was just it's so ridiculous that they went for it. So I got to enjoy I did it. Too. I mean, it, it also it sort of destroys the entire universe that they're talking about at the same time for a two second joke. But sure, like if Stan Lee is in the movie Mallrats. He's Stan Lee, and he's created a lot of Marvel characters, such as Captain America, who she's going to meet later. You know what I mean? So it's like, what? So I was uh, I was talking to this loser named Kevin Smith, and he said, read my script for Morats, and then I met Captain Marvel. <laughs> so I was riding the bus. I do love that he's on the, or, or the, he's on the train. That's right. He's on public transportation. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, oh, I feel like Jack Kirby riding the train. God. Haven't done this in 40 years. <laughs> Uh, this is what he had to do every day. I'm horrible. I mean, maybe, maybe this, you know, all all the movies just take place in his imagination, and he's just like, I'm reading this script, but wouldn't it be nifty if Captain Marvel was riding the train with me? And then the whole movie exists just around that thought of his. That makes sense. Yeah. So it's like, right? Yeah, he remembers. Ah, I remember. I remember World War Two. Wouldn't it be interesting if there's a scrappy kid named Steve? Oh wow! Now we're watching a movie. <laughs> Exactly. It's just happening in front of him when he thinks he's, it. It's like he's a god. I'm, like I'm going to a urologist down in uh, down in Manhattan. Wouldn't it be weird if a a portal opened and space dragons came out? What if the Avengers were here? Now they're watching that movie while I'm getting my dick played with. 
<laughs> Wouldn't it be weird if uh, we looked at a scrunt, a sc- you know, that's a scrolls penis? <laughs> While I'm playing with my dick, I'm thinking about scroll dick. A L- lot of ridges on that guy, for sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. It looks like a Harry Potter's wand. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think that I'm kind of, I, I wasn't crazy about, I don't know why these ending sequences have to be directed in, in half a day and like it, they always feel like video game cut sequences i don't know why they have to be so bad although i love the cat one the cat one's fantastic we you guys stay for boat stingers yes yeah there was the cat one where uh the cat uh i guess the flurkin actually um alien species or whatever yeah. vomits up the tesseract and then i had to go home and like Okay, what was that again? <laughs> oh, okay, it's got the Space Infinity Stone, and the, here's the, the timeline, and I read the timeline. Yeah, it's the MacGuffin of the it. first Avengers movie. Right, yeah, but and also the first Captain America movie, oh, right. and then I guess it goes back to Asgard at some point. Um, and what was the other one again? That was just literally the uh, Stinger th- scene? Th- that was just like ending Infinity War. Yeah, like they're, they're using the beeper to ca- call her... And oh, then she's right. like, yes. I am here now. And it's like, woo! And it's like, I don't know. It's, I mean, like, I, I, I would have got there anyway, but I was just sort of like, it just, they're always so stiff and weird, those those stingers with a lot of characters in them. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I don't, I don't like them because everything has to be set up for another thing, and I understand that, and I understand that now. But I guess she's going to be able to take on Thanos more than other people because she's got better superpowers yeah, i mean well, she's the most powerful well, character they have because uh, her power sorry, oh, no, I'm, sorry. I'm just saying it's kind of interesting. she's the most powerful character that they have now for sure oh well, yeah. yeah and and they did they went to the trouble of not defining her powers at all uh other than fist blast and flying yes. so she really could do anything eventually i think well isn't it like pure energy or something like her like she's like combined with this energy force and yes it makes you be able to kind of do anything you can kind of Use that energy to fly or shoot guys, or and it's, be super, sh- and use the energy to course to make you stronger than you would be, etc. Which I think all works. I mean, I don't think I, I, I don't think we even need that much more of an explanation because, like, again, like Superman is like, yeah, he's just you know he's an alien, and then the uh, the the specific son of one planet uh, makes him like go fucking bonkers, and he can shoot all this shit out of his eyes. Yeah. And, it's like, what's the difference? You know what I mean? Like, okay, you know, if someone's combined with, with super energy, okay. I, I'm 100% on that, but what I know is going to happen is somewhere in Endgame, there's going to be something she can't do or can't, like, that, like there's going to be some weakness that is suddenly sprung on us that mm-hmm. doesn't mean that she could just obliterate Thanos. They call that conflict right. in, uh, in screenwriting. <laughs> I call it bullshit, but... Well, she'll have her super friends to yeah, help, Yeah, we're all going to go together. Yeah, I guess. But, you know, speaking of ill-defined powers, what is with this? There's one Mary Sue character of the MCU, and that's Thanos, okay? <laughs> like, I, I didn't see him train yeah. as a yeah. young man. I didn't see him learn anything. That's true. I mean, all of a sudden, yeah. he's big and purple. How did he get so purple? That's my question. Yeah. How did he get so purple? Exactly. Did he fucking, like, twist his balls <laughs> on, uh, uh, <laughs> under his scrunt yeah. that it just turned it turned them super purple and then then eventually spread to the rest of the body? 
He's he's a total Jack Bill or whatever you call a, a Mary Sue, <laughs> a, fake a, Mary, a male Mary Sue. That makes Sue. sense. I think I think they call it a Gary <laughs> Stew because it's very creative. Uh, it's oh, a cre- creative term. Yes, oh, in I the see. fan fiction community, they're a creative uh, industry there. I was thinking. Uh, so, are we excited for Endgame now that Captain Marvel is going to be in it? I mean, I'm just sort of kind of curious to see how that's going to all wrap up for sure. I'm not really excited. I keep for forgetting Endgame. it's coming out, honestly, because it, it doesn't matter. I mean, you know, they they acted like it was such a big deal, and it's not. Yeah, because it's just they keep approving all these movies to be made after it. And it's like, okay, so. Spider-Man's alive, obviously. Yeah, just get ready for a deluge of excuses why it's okay now. Yes. Yeah, I mean, if you guys think, if if people listening, and you know, sometimes new listeners come across this, like I've said, um, listen to her on screen on Infinity War where uh, Chris and I disliked it and Andrew and Steve liked it. So it's very, we we definitely, we're definitely not huge MCU backers in, 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 in general, but... I just can't get excited for it because I you showed me half a movie last time. Yeah, I kind of agree. I mean, I, I'm I'm excited to see what they do with it. I'm excited to see also now that there's this character that I really like that I've only seen once, I get to see again. Uh, yeah. I'm into that because I really liked Captain Marvel. But I also I, I don't know. I'm just sort of curious how what the ramifications are going to be, like how they're going to write out Downey and Evans and all these guys, like who's going to die or who's going to retire or are we going to reset the universe in some weird way? You know what I mean? Like I'm I'm curious about all that stuff, all these kind of hanging well, chads we have. I can answer some of these for you. Okay. They're definitely not resetting the universe. Oh <laughs> uh, well, no, maybe they will. You know, maybe like to do so, there's like a, a soft reset of the universe possibly. It's going to be like 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 Tony Stark's like Okay, Doctor Strange, let's turn back time. But unfortunately, that means that my body's going to have to explode for that. <laughs> yeah, to exactly. And I'll be a, a sexy young actor on a cheaper contract. Right? They'll use like his heart engine and it'll explode and uh, he'll be a corpse. And um, hey, good thing we got all these other new uh, heroes to be in the Avengers. So it doesn't matter. Yeah. I, I said, I mean, it, 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 I, I made a joke about this, but like, is Far From Home going to end like Jacob's Ladder? <laughs> it's the only thing that makes sense to me at this We're point. We're going to find out. So like, I have to go see the movie, uh, the stupid Endgame movie, to make sense of whatever else is going to come And it's going to be tough. Like, That's true. So I'm so like, I'm into it. I'm definitely, like I said, I want to see this movie, but we're actually doing this uh, four-day East Coast tour the week that movie comes out, so I don't even know if I'm going to have energy for that. Those tickets, by the way, are on uh, whmpodcast.com on the tour tab. Uh, we're going to be in Boston, uh, Philadelphia, D.C., and New York, April twenty sixth, April twenty second through twenty fifth. Just an FYI, if you're listening. Yeah, I'm going to be there. I know you're going to be at I all those shows. And are you, are you going to have the energy to sit through a two-and-a-half-hour Thanos movie at the end of the week? Uh, I don't know. Maybe on Sunday, right? <laughs> yeah. The Lord's Day. We'll see. I, yeah, exactly. So any kind of final shots on Captain Marvel, Brie Larson, the whole bit? Um, I mean, I, I think this is a good introduction to her as a character. And like you, I am very interested to see uh, how uh, Marvel comes in on Endgame and how big a role she will play in it. Um, I'm hoping it's big because I just I, I really love watching her do what she does. Like that's I think what I love most about this movie is how natural she felt in the role. Yeah. And how 
uh, easily she found the heart of the character. Whereas I, uh, other times I'm like, oh, this is just a hero person. Like, this felt like a person. Yeah, she's just sort of effortlessly yeah. charming in this movie. Uh, like, the whole bar scene with her and Sam Jackson getting together. It's just, she's likable. And she's, but she's tough. And she's, it, it, it was just a really, like, I could just watch this woman do this role for another three hours. Which I probably will in uh, literally 40 days. Oh, for sure. Oh, you know, with the end game, they can really get me back if uh, they start putting that cat goose in all the previews. Like, let me know he's going to be there. I'm with you. And or maybe set maybe set some of the end game in a blockbuster. Honestly, let's let's go back to that blockbuster. Maybe Thanos is, is hiding one of those Infinity Stones in one of the old tapes. Right. Yeah. Like definitely like something something behind the saloon doors. <laughs> I'll I'll tell you my my dream ending of Endgame is to have Goose eat Thanos. Oh my god! Yes, yes that would be excellent. yes, right? Wouldn't that be the best? That would be perfect. I, I'm I'm really pro Goose. Like I said, uh, he looks a lot <laughs> like my cat, and I'm very into that idea. And the belly of the cat can hold, you know, the Tesseract, which is an Infinity Stone, yeah. right? So, like, he could eat the whole gauntlet and he could just be safekeeping. And then, then the stinger scene. So he, he eats him at the end of uh, Endgame. And then the stinger scene is him taking a big Thanos-style shit in a cat box. And he's just like, yeah. he has to cover him and all that stuff. And it's really gross. Y- it's a big old Thanos skull, <laughs> and he's, like, kicking kitty litter in the eye sockets. Look, we can't find a kitty litter thing big enough to fucking house it. What are we going to do? Take him to the Mojave Desert. <laughs> oh, that's amazing, right? Like, the cat, then, like, the whole desert is his toilet. Yeah. And you can shit all of Thanos out and all of his infinity shit. And then, and then even <laughs> after that, you go and you wake up Stanley from a nap with a cat on his chest. And he's like, did I just dream all that, Goose? And then, and then we end. Yes, perfect. Uh, oh, by the way, um, I know we were, we were having f- some fun jokes there. I know he passed away. And I thought it was really nice that they yes. did the intro to Marvel with all of his cameos at, instead of the heroes. Yeah, I, I thought that was really nice. Uh, I did appreciate the fuck you, Jack, at the end of it. But Yeah, that was a weird move. I mean, even in death, it's kind of <laughs> fucked up. But. A little bit. No, no, yeah, th- that was actually very sweet. And this is the first uh, Marvel movie without him. I'm sure they'll do some more stuff for him. So this is going to wrap up our on-screen of Captain Marvel uh, in theaters now. Uh, tweet at us at WHM Podcast. Let us know what you thought of Captain Marvel. And you will have a lot of... We always have uh, a weekly show on Tuesdays. If you are a new listener, uh, we are a bad movie podcast. We have a lot of fun with bad movies. New episodes every Tuesdays. We do have a Patreon. That is patreon.com slash wehatemovies uh, for a ton of extra content that you will love. So that is about it. Uh, uh, <laughs> I don't know how to end this thing. I've never done that before. Uh, okay, well, you can just say your name and we'll figure it out. Yeah, thank you all. Have a great night. Steven Sadak. And I've been Eric Siska. And I have been Chris Cabot. All right, take it easy. Take it easy.